What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. You're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. What do you got, Greg? So the Dodgers played already, and they're done. They tied the 7-7 against Arizona. But the big news about all of that was that Cody Bellinger, in his second game back from shoulder surgery, hit a home run in the seventh inning. He went two for four and went yard today. So he has a new stance where he's opening up more towards the first base side than being more straightforward where he was kind of even with the uh, the pitching mound. He's now mm-hmm. open towards the first base side, and he's hitting home runs in the second game back. What do you think about Cody Bellinger's new stance hitting home runs? you think he's back? I actually think it's pretty funny that uh, everybody was fetching yesterday or two days ago, and they're going to Dave Roberts, and they're going, Dave, what's up with the new stance? And Dave's like, well, I'm not really sure. You know, he's been talking to the hitting guys. I don't know. And it, the, the attitude kind of sounded like people weren't happy with it. And now today it's like, hey, he hit a home run in spring training. Isn't everybody excited? Dude, it's spring training. Guy's working some stuff out. The problem that Cody has at the plate particularly in the postseason, to me, it's more about his patience mm-hmm. than his stance. Mm-hmm. So when he was blazing hot at the beginning of last season, one of the things that really struck me was his patience at the plate. Or not last season, two seasons ago when he was MVP. It was the his patience at the plate. And his numbers began to drop as that patience began to dwindle. So I would be more prone to look at how he's approaching – each at bat from a patience and pitch count perspective than where his toes are pointed. So I will marry these concepts together because I I think you're both right. And what I would add to that is this, LZ, is that I think his stance, because it's more open, will allow him to be more patient because he can sit and wait on a pitch because of his because of the openness of it as opposed to right. being parallel. You know what I he, mean? He doesn't have to respond to the pitch nearly as quickly. As he quickly. Gets, uh, Correct. Right. He's, fraction got, of a second. he's got that one one millionth second. of a second more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. That literally that right. tenth of a second matters because those pitches get there in point eight, point nine seconds. So, you know, that extra tenth of a second when you're that person at it, at that level and that kind of a hitter, I think matters. So there you go. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. So, Matt Stafford, officially a Ram. He will be on this show tomorrow at this time. So, if you are a big Rams fan or an NFL fan, you should be tuning in. We will create and forge our new relationship with Matt Stafford. And I feel like you, LZ, of all people, because of Detroit and your links to that city, because that's where you're from, I feel like you and <laughs> you and Matt can be uh, – can be, uh, you know, uh, simpatico. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. We will be closed based upon how he does the job. <laughs> I'm going to be real surface and transparent on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, because when his name popped up, I was jumping up and down for joy. Mm-hmm. I was saying, we're now we got a better quarterback. I was saying the Super Bowl is not out of the question. So if Matt starts making me look like an ass, we can't be friends. (laughs) But if he backs me up with his play, we we boys. We good. Yeah. Now, I thought, George, you were going to say that you thought me and Matt Stafford were going to be close right away because – as a former Detroit Lion myself, you know. That's true. You were you know? a Detroit Lion for yeah. a moment. That's, for, that's for, right. For, for three preseason games. And LZ, <laughs> LZ, you'll love this. The third preseason game, I walk into the locker room, right? We're playing against the New York Jets. Pete Carroll's the coach of the Jets. And I walk into the locker room. My jersey's hanging in my locker, and my name is spelled wrong. My last name oh. is misspelled. So I go to the equipment manager, and here that's I am. I'm the free agent kicker. I'm not going to make the team, right? 
And I go to the, to the equipment guy and I go, hey, man, like my, my last name is misspelled. Would you help me out here? And he's like, here's your choice. You either go out there with your name misspelled or we take your name off your jersey. So what do you do in that situation? I don't really think that's a discussion, is it? I went out there with my name spelled wrong. Well, of course wrong. you did. Yeah. yeah. Of course you did. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so that's my, my three weeks of a preseason Detroit Lion career. I'm excited for Matthew oh, Stafford. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Back up for a second. Yeah. Although if that were happening in 2021 mm-hmm. and you were, like, good enough, maybe not to make that team, but another team, mm-hmm. going without the name would have gone viral and you know everyone would have seen it, and then when you did sign with another team and you latched onto another team, it would have been like, oh, that's the guy, the guy without the name on the back from the Detroit Lions. Of course, it's the Detroit Lions. What the hell, you know? We're I'd not holding his, that against him. I'd have been as famous as he hate me, you know, right. for for what's on or what's not on the back of my Correct. jersey. Correct. I actually think in in. In, back then, different, but now, I don't, are you with me, LZ? That would have played in his favor. Uh, no? Maybe if he was in a different market. <laughs> it, it's just that people didn't care about Detroit when we were winning games. Right. So why would they care about a guy who won't make the team without a name on his jersey? Yeah, but if he was in New York, you yeah. would be a legend. Oh, you'd be a star. You'd be, you'd a, be legend. a star, exactly. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, Cap, because you are, are also um, – you know, Elsie said, you know, he hopes that Matt doesn't make an ass out of him. Now, you have been a little more skeptical on Stafford because um, you're not putting all the blame on the organization, but you think that some of that could be on him too. Absolutely. Listen, um, I work with a guy who's a Hall of Fame wide receiver and a really great NFL analyst, James Lofton. You guys know James Lofton? Yeah, on Westwood One. Yep. Yeah. James has this theory, and I subscribe to it which is if you draft a quarterback in the first round and mm-hmm. you haven't been to a Super Bowl in 10 years, if this guy's a 10-year starter and you haven't been to a Super Bowl, guess what? It's time to move on. And I subscribe to the theory. And I think that the Lions are saying, hey, we're ready to move on because we're not going anywhere with him and maybe we could get younger at the position. Whereas the Rams are saying, we need a better player at the position. Now the question for me becomes, does the better statistical player walk into the better, more winning environment and then help lead the team to where it wants to go? He's got the physical tools. He's got all the statistics to say how great he is. But the question is, can he lead a team to a championship? And thus far, the way we judge quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, the answer is no. Kind of the same way that you would look at Phillip Rivers. Now, well, do we have any examples of that being the case? Like a guy leaving a situation, putting up big numbers? And it doesn't have to necessarily. I mean, I guess football, it would be the ideal comparison if we had one. Well, here, uh, I'll give you an example. Here's, I, would, here's, I would say the closest one is probably Drew Brees. And he didn't leave. He was kicked out. That's right. true. But he was, true. Very, he, was, he was definitely a, a very good quarterback for San Diego. Surprisingly good based upon you know where he was drafted and expectations based upon his height. But he but was young. He, he was young But he was young. Right. Yeah. And he goes to, obviously, we know what he did in New Orleans. I would say, though, Cap, that my glee for Matt Stafford really is not tied to the numbers at all. It's really the eyeball test and how he handles pressure. It's the eyeball test in terms of how he manipulates the pocket, whether or not he can make all the throws under duress. So it's not about the numbers. um, It's about the play for me. Well, you know what? I watched this video today. Did you guys watch the video of Matthew that he Stafford. Yeah, nine-minute yeah. video. Did you see yeah. this, Elsie? No, I've watched him for his entire career. Was he yeah. got on a video? No, 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 no. It was like a thank you video. Oh, it was a thank you yeah. video. Okay. It, was a, it was a very, very well-produced video about, hey, thank you, Detroit. 
I'm leaving, but I'm not really leaving. I, I grew up here, blah, blah, blah. So I thought one of the things that was really cool, if you see the video, is you first you see him as a young kid in high school. And by the way, he's playing in front of like 50,000 in high school. And of he's course, rolling to his right, right. <laughs> and he wings the ball. I'm telling you, like 65 yards downfield and hits this kid in stride. And you see him develop as a young quarterback in high school, then at Georgia. But there were so many moments where he was miked as a Detroit Lion. And you see him get annihilated and be down on the ground. And the, the trainer's around him, and he's going, he's completely knocked out, by the way. And he's going, yo, I'm good, I'm good. Let me back into the game. And they're like, no, he, he's a tough guy. And, and he, can, he can run, he can move, he can throw the ball as well as anybody. Um, the eye test tells you he can play. It's the same thing for Phillip Rivers. He can play. My only question on Matthew Stafford is, can he lead? And 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 it, I'm I'm really excited about him coming and joining the Rams, but I'm really worried like that the Rams are also simultaneously losing a lot right now. Well, they're losing a lot defensively, that is for sure. Starting with their, you know, coordinator, right? You know, taking going on and taking a job in San Diego, going full circle in this conversation. But without question, Matt Stafford can lead because he has the respect of the locker room. And if there's any position that can lose the respect of the locker room very quickly, it is the quarterback. And I think Matt Stafford has proven, to your point, Cap, with his toughness, that he is readily accepted as a leader. And oh, by the way, I could certainly see how a visual lack of toughness, and I don't mean being out there to play through injury because Jared Goff has done that, but appearing tough in the toughest of moments has not been Matt or has not been Jared Goff's calling card. Matt Stafford has always, always risen to that occasion in yeah. those moments, whether they got the victory or not. But yeah. here's an example. Let me just give you one last example, George. You know, it, when Peyton Manning left the Colts and he shows up at the Broncos, everybody at the Broncos says, oh, my God, that's Peyton Manning, and he's won, and he knows how to win, and let's follow him. Same with Tom Brady. When he goes to the loser Bucks, he, they say, we follow that guy. The question will be, Will the Rams players follow slash will Stafford fit into and succeed in what has been a winning You already know the answer to that, dog. Well, I hope so. Because when they traded him, what did the internet say? <laughs> did you see the players go, oh, no? No. Were the players posting <laughs> eyeball emojis? Were they saying, oh, God, no? When, you, when players are upset about a move, they let you know about it on their social media account. When Jared yeah. Goss was traded, you didn't see any of that coming from the Rams. The, the, true, only, true. the only person that LZ and I spoke to at the, that day um, that had something negative to say was a former Ram in Aqib Tlaib, and he just said that he thought Goff and Stafford were the same guy, basically. Um, and, you know, and Aqib is certainly entitled to his position, I mean, position and opinion. Um, but it tells his point, it was more overwhelming in a positive sense. Real quick, though. A uh, couple things before we uh, move on. Um, make sure you're listening for the cue to call here in the 5 o'clock hour. Every day at 4.15, we're going to give you a Money Madness School of the Day, so a school that's playing in the NCAA tournament. Um, and then you got to hear that at 4.15, and then when you hear the cue to call, uh, you got to be the caller that calls in. What caller number, uh, Greg, does it have to be? One. Oh, caller one. There really? you go. First caller to call in during the cue to call. And uh, have the correct Money Madness School, and you can win $200. And then you can be registered for the grand prize. It was a uh, you know, trip to Harrah's and whatnot. So we got a lot of stuff for you here. But um, make sure you listen to that cue to call. It's going to happen here this hour, okay? And you got to have the correct Money Madness School that we gave at 415. 
But real quick, just to finish up on the football, because I don't want to go for too long because we've got a break. Um, Greg, do me a favor, because Pro Football Focus has done this thing, right, uh, about, you know, they do like a wins above replacement based on roster moves. And the Rams are one of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams of the 32 that are on the positive side on wins above replacement through March 17th. And, you know, all of us have felt like they've lost a lot. I'm curious as to how they got to that metric. Now, the guy who tweeted out the chart is named Kevin Cole, uh, at Kevin Cole PFF. Can you book him for tomorrow? Because I would love to know Pro Football Focus's metric on how the Rams' wins above replacement has gotten better with the roster moves that they've made and not worse. So can you handle that? Yes, I can. And it's caller eight. I apologize. Oh, caller eight. So there you go. Not caller one. Caller mm-hmm. eight uh, will win the 200 bucks if you have the correct money madness school. So let's do that because I did find that to be curious. And I'd love to get into that a little further tomorrow, perhaps. You're saying uh, but- the question is how many more wins does Stafford equate to on paper? Yeah, and I think it's more than we're giving him, more than maybe you're giving him credit for, and we in general are giving him credit for. So we can we can dive into that tomorrow. Hopefully, Greg can get the Pro Football Focus guys on, and we can ask them about it. Coming up next, Lamelo's back in LA, and the Ball family's back, and a big rumor. Well, actually, technically a little rumor about the Lakers. We'll get to that coming up in three minutes. But first, real quick, guys, tell you about my friends at first5california.com. Research shows that a baby's brain grows at amazing speed starting from day one. And the earliest years, those first five years, they're the formative years, the most important for bonding with your baby. So what first5california.com has learned is that talking to your kids, reading to your kids, singing to your kids each and every day helps those brain waves go, man. And again, You want to give your kids a leg up before they start school? This is a great way to do it. Go to their website, first5california.com. That's first, the number five, california.com. All right, we're back in three, but first, Kiki with traffic. What's up, Kiki? Hey, George, it is busy this afternoon. Anaheim Hills still have this uh, singular crash. Blocks the right lane in the off-ramp. It's the 91 westbound at Imperial Highway and in Long Beach. What a big mess this is. 710 northbound after the 405 singular there. Crash has the right lane block traffic stop from Ocean Boulevard. Also, we've got 80 gallons of diesel fuel right shoulder, and they're all over there trying to clean that up. So just a big mess. This report sponsored by AIS Insurance. In just five minutes, AISinsurance.com can find you auto insurance savings you never knew existed. Car insurance savings is just five minutes away at AISinsurance.com. With your traffic, I'm Kiki 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, thank you, Chris. We have Matthew Satchel from Covina. Matthew, do you have the correct Money Madness school today? Uh, Yes, I do. It is the UCLA Bruins. That is correct. Congratulations, Matthew Satchel from Covina. You've won 200 bucks in cash, and you qualify for the grand prize. Two nights in a luxury suite at Harrah's Resort SoCal. 
uh, $250 resort credit, and $1,000 in spending cash. Congratulations, brother. How does it feel? That feels amazing. You know, I've been trying to call for all these uh, these sweepstakes you guys got finally got through. I can't believe it. It's it's amazing, dude. That's, that's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Now make sure to listen tomorrow at four fifteen. We will announce another Money Madness School of the Day. Matthew, congrats again. We're gonna put you on hold, and they'll get all your info. Okay, bud. There he is. All right, there we go. Another satisfied customer. Yeah, yeah. Another satisfied customer. Hey, I like it. That's cool, man. Shout out to Harris uh, Resort SoCal real quick because I've been there and done that. Great place. A lot of fun. Good pool scene, like when it's not a pandemic, but nice spot. <laughs> well, being outdoors, um, how do, do – like, what is – like, I don't know. Should we have, like, Dr. Fauci on and ask him if we can do the pool scene? Like, how does that work, you know? It's outdoors. Yeah. Just as long as there's, like, socially distant in the pool. Can we do that? Well, I mean, I, we got You know what we should do? We should actually, this is a great idea for a business for us. You ready? How about waterproof masks so that when we come back and everybody's at a hotel in Vegas and everybody's like, I got to be outside. I got to be in the sunshine. I got to be in a pool. I got to be living life. I got to celebrate. <laughs> I need a mask, but I'm in a pool. I need a waterproof mask. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it's idea. like, I think that the problem with that would be aesthetics, right? More than anything else, LZ? Uh, Come on, it's just a concept. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just saying it I'm doesn't like, have to be in I'm Vegas. Like, it is, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about like even at your own house. I'm like, it, it, just, it just feels like once you've made a decision to go to Vegas, regardless of circumstances, you, you've already thrown caution to the wind. So yeah. why That's even fair. That's in fair. Waterproof. That's why I'm just sort of like, yeah. why all of a sudden now you're concerned about your safety once you decided to be at a pool party in Vegas to begin with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Are they even having pool parties in Vegas? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I it's know Vegas. Having, I know they're having yeah. them in Miami. I mean, that's where. Yeah. Oh well, Vegas yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did see that. Unfortunately. Hey, let me ask you a question because I wasn't here for the show meeting today because I had a, a, a another meeting. But on this rundown, I see here before we get back to Lamelo and the uh, quote unquote little rumor for the Lakers. What is this? Yes, day for kids, good or bad? What does that mean, Greg? So there's a movie on Amazon called Yesterday, and my kids are driving me nuts with it. So in the meeting, I was asking, I was asking LZ and uh, Scott if they ever had yes days with their kids. Where it's basically it's a day where you say yes to everything, everything that they want. There's never a no. And um, Isaiah with LZ, you said what? He gets no day. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, what? That is like the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever heard. Yes day. Yeah, I, I mean, hell no. I have two little kids and they don't get a yes day. Like, what are you talking about? Let me tell you, the older they get, the less yes they, they get. I'm <laughs> right. right yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out what's the lesson that they're trying to impart. You know, like, what's the point? What are you trying oh, to teach you, your kids? What? Let, why don't we get Jennifer Garner on? She's in the movie I'm looking at here. So there you go. Greg, book Jennifer Garner on. Get All her right. on the phone. Yeah. Get her right after Kat Von D turns you down again. Yeah. She yeah. will turn I, it down. I, but that's an excellent point, LZ. What would the concept of that, what would the lesson of yesterday even be for your kids? Have I you watched it, Greg? I, I don't know. No, I haven't watched it yet, but they're killing me being like, can we have a yes day? Can we have a yes day? And I kind of want to give them one. And I, I think it's just Man, because. Man, that's some dangerous Stuff right I mean, there. there's got to be it, parameters, right? It feels like Yes Day is designed for the parents who don't spend time with their kids and the kids <laughs> just want to hang out with you. And so they yeah. don't want you to say, no, I got work to do. They want you to say, yes, I'll hang out with you. Yeah, Right. 
I mean, maybe, but I don't know. Like on a weekend, maybe if they're like, hey, I want to go to the beach. Yes, let's go okay. to the beach. Hey, I want to have ice cream for breakfast. Mountain, you yes, know? yes, you can have ice cream for breakfast. I want to watch well, one how about this? Four. Yeah. <laughs> how about this? How about they get like three yeses a day, like three extra yeses? Oh, that's good. I like that. Like, I think you should ration your yeses. Oh, LZ, gosh. are you okay rationing yeses? I mean, everything's about a case on case by case basis, man. When right. it comes to kids, you you can't have definitive anything. Right. There can't be blanket statements. Exactly. I, I'm with you. you. Can't. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. Scott, you have four. Like, yeah. there's no way there could be blanket they, statements. They there. can't say things like, Dad, I'm going to tell you something, but you have to promise me that you're not going to say no. Like, no. You have to tell me, and then I'm going to have to marinate. I'm right. going to have to contemplate right. the ifs, yes. and then I'm yeah. going to make a decision, a yes or a right. no. Right. Yeah. There's no yes day. What is this yes day? Let me tell you something. If I would have told my parents, now granted, these are people, these are immigrants who came to this country, and I would have said, Mommy, Papi, yo quiero un yes day. They'd be like, ¿qué? I they would tell me to get the hell out of here, you know? Well, mm. listen, it's a Hollywood movie. And it's not a documentary. So, Greg, watch the doggone movie with your kids. <laughs> and, and then, so, Brionis, Brionis, I'm sorry, LZ. Brionis just texted. Brionis, George, Jorge Brionis, who works on Mason in Ireland, says, this is a white thing. Latinos always get a no. I'm with him. I was going to say that, too. But Scott's like that, yeah, white, and he's saying hell no, too. Like, yeah. it, you know, I don't know if it's a white thing. I mean, no, it's, a a white thing thing. In terms of, it's a white thing in terms of who came up with the idea. Right, right, right. <laughs> for like, yes day? Right, like it had to be a white guy who came up with the idea for a yes day. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, black folks ain't got time to say yes to you for No, yeah, for sure. And definitely <laughs> yeah. Latino folks don't either. The chancla like, comes out if you say stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. What's that, Curtis? The chancla comes out if you say stuff like the that. The chancla does come out if you, if that's the case. Get a cachetada. Yeah, 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 for sure. Una cachetada, la chancla, va volando. But you know what? What you need to do, Greg, is watch the movie with your kids and yeah. then explain to them that there's a difference between a how-to and entertainment. This is entertainment <laughs> and there will be the lesson. Yeah. I mean, I say no to them quite a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'll watch it with them and say that exact same thing that you just did. There you go. That's how it's going to be. See, I've been thinking guys that, you know, we've got three fathers here with children of different ages, and between the three of us, I think I've got it the math right. Seems like there's more than three. Seems like yeah, well, more right, than three. And, and there's Greg too, right? Greg, how yeah. many kids do you have total? Three. Three kids. So he. Oh, got you're three. a real father. Yeah, that's you got right. three. I got four. That's seven. LZ, you got one. That's eight. That I know George, of. Yeah. Right, and George, you got two. Correct. That's ten between the four of us. We gotta be able to like lend or learn. Uh, some daddy advice stuff. I think we we're like the sports dads of sorts here. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah, I, uh, I think we could do that. I think we can open that up because clearly yesterday would be a no day for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm with you on that. I think we could we could create like a weekly a weekly segment. Um, <laughs> Beto Duran just texts me. Says kids get to pick a movie. They ain't Mexican. Like we wanted to watch Salo Gigante back in the day. He's right. I mean, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's uh, you know. In in certain households, that is not that. You know what it is? I don't even think that's a, a, a cultural thing. I think that's a new age thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> like nowadays, like parents want to be their kids friends. And you know what? I grew up in an era where my parents weren't my friends. Like, and I was fine with that. We actually had phrases like I'm not your little friend in right. case there was any confusion. 
Yeah. yeah. We had but, phrases, too. Yeah, like my mom would say, if you don't shut your mouth, I'm going to sew it shut. Those were the right. messages. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that worked. You didn't say a word after that, right? right. No, 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 that didn't work for us because we knew our mama wasn't going to sew anything. So right. she had to say some other stuff. <laughs> Uh-oh, Mama Granderson better. I hope she's not listening in the house She didn't somewhere. have a sewing machine sitting around yeah. sewing mouths shut. We didn't have time well, for that. You don't I need always, a sewing machine I, to sew. But I always thought my mother was just bluffing until one time she actually you know, pinned me to the ground and had a needle and thread and was trying to hold my lips and was literally See? trying See? to do it to me, LZ. You don't need a machine. I'm just saying, we didn't have very many opportunities for sewing. No. So <laughs> so that wouldn't have worked for us. Other things worked for us, but that would not have worked. That's funny. Usually, All right, coming though, up next. usually it's just a look. Yeah, it, the look no. does scare the, you. The yes, look is enough. Sure. Right. Greg, do you have a look? I do, and they run away when it happens. Okay, good, good. As long as you have a look, that's all it matters. Say no to yes day, people. Yeah, pretty much. All right, coming up next, we didn't get to the Little Laker rumor, and LaMelo back in L.A., and uh, he's got some things to say. We'll get to that in two and a half minutes, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, we can do a big deal or no deal here if you guys want, or we can put you to the next segment. How do you want to go? Sedano? Uh, we can do big deal or no deal the next segment. I thought we were going to do that in the last uh, segment. Today. Yes, so we'll push uh, it to the next Normally segment. we do it at 630, but when we have short shows, we like to do it in the last segment. So um, we've got a little rumor, though, today, uh, and uh, focus on the word little rumor uh, with the Lakers. Uh, Isaiah Thomas linked to a potential comeback with the Lakers. Now, LZ, yeah, I mean, I guess he's been trying to work out, right, and, like, trying yes. to get on a roster. Um, I you know, have that no idea. That didn't work out so well with LeBron the last time. I mean, so, I don't know. Oh, you mean the at Isaiah Thomas. I thought you meant the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas. No, no, like Isaiah yeah, Thomas, the 60th pick in the draft, uh, Boston Celtic, Los Angeles Laker, uh, yeah. Well, IT. listen, I don't think that would be a problem because IT is not the same person. He's not the same person. Right. At that time, he was still – he was coming off the injury, but he still was a guy prior to that, just shortly before that, that was a key contributor to a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He finished fifth in the MVP voting and was expecting, a, a, like, a lot of money. So, when Isaiah showed up to Cleveland the first time, he was thinking it was going to be, at worst, a Batman and Robin situation. Right. Because he was replacing Kyrie at the time. Right. This go-round – you know, as you eloquently put it out, he's just trying to get back in the league. Mm -hmm. So I severely doubt he shows up to a Lakers squad the same way he did to the Cleveland squad. So I don't think there'll be a problem. I just don't think that's what they need. Yeah, I mean, what right. do you think he's doing? Like texting LeBron, like, please, dude, please give me another chance. Um, he's just going to come out of retirement and come to the Lakers and make a contribution back to what LZ just said. Is that what they need? We've been talking about big men. You know, and that's that's what at least the three general managers on the radio seem to think they need more than anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't think adding him makes any sense to your point, Cap. And I also think that 
you know, it, it just, you know, they have better players on the roster right now <laughs> that can do the type of stuff that he used to be good at, you know? So I, I just found it, I found it to be odd, but mostly because of the previous interaction with LeBron. Although, LZ, you do make a good point that it's just a different time. Um, and LeBron, look, LeBron accepted Dwight, right? When nobody was willing to accept Dwight. So that part of it can get fixed too, I guess. And J.R. Smith last year, remember? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, and that one surprised me because I was like, well, he's not going to contribute, right? I mean, he hasn't played in a year or whatever it was, and he actually did have some moments where he made a contribution. And I thought the same thing about Rondo last year. Like, okay, he's been out, he's surgery, he's going to not be in as good a shape. And he came back, he made a contribution. But yeah. I'd still be surprised if Isaiah Thomas does. No. Well, we needed what Dwight Howard and Rondo offered. Right. And therein lies the difference. Right. 100%. Um, speaking of more rumors real quick, the Andre Drummond stuff, it, it not necessarily new news, but I have uh, been told today in hushed tones and whispers uh, that uh, it is down. It is down that some the, the reporting is accurate uh, from a lot of different people that it is down to the Lakers and Nets right now. That is, that's, that's the deal. So, if he were to be bought out. Correct, if he were to be bought out. Yeah, I mean, it's a game of chicken, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're – if you're, I feel like if you're the Nets, you have a little bit more wiggle room than if you're the Lakers. In what sense? In terms of which big man would help you. Like, I feel as if the Nets, because of DeAndre Jordan – are in a much better position if they can't get a certain big man. Whereas the Lakers, because we have Marc Gasol, our positioning is not the same. We don't have the same luxury. Because mm-hmm. DeAndre can give the Nets what they need. Mark can't give the Lakers what they need. So right. we're in a much more desperate, not desperate, but we're in a much more selective situation. Maybe even more needy of his talents. Maybe more um, needy, more needy than the Nets is what I'm saying. So if you're if if you're the player, you might be thinking, where am I more needed, and where will I play contribute more? Both give me a shot at a title, I think. Although the Lakers have proven that, and the Nets have yet to prove it, but they've got three stars. So where am I needed, and where can I get more playing time? Where can I make a greater contribution? I think it's the Lakers. Um. Yeah. Well, he definitely will. He definitely would play more um, if he were with the the Lakers. You know, like he would start right away. Correct. Um, you know that would make AD happier because we all know he prefers not to bang with the big bodies. Um, right. If if he if he can avoid it, um, but again, at the end of the day, it's not as if we don't have AD to play to five. So it's not a desperation, in my opinion. But in terms of the buyout market, we have to be way more selective than what the the Nets need to be. But the Nets could run with almost anyone, and it won't necessarily interfere with them because they still got DeAndre. Whereas with right. us, we right. need to be more selective. Yeah, oh, I don't think there's any question. Like I, I, I don't think there's any question they need to be more selective. And and also, by the way, the Lakers don't have nearly as much money. You know what I'm saying as the as the Brooklyn Nets, because even when they signed Blake, it was still uh, they still had some money left over, basically, at that point. Did you so, see the video the other day of, of, of Blake sitting on the bench in street clothes, and the Nets were playing Detroit, and Detroit 
one of the players put down a slam dunk, and in the background, Blake is like rooting, and people were like, "Look, he forgot that he's no longer with Detroit." He's That's funny. I did not know that. That <laughs> was hilarious. Yeah. he had a moment. That's funny. <laughs> he had a moment. He gave him a couple of you know opera claps. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking funny, man. I had no idea. I oh, didn't see hilarious. that. That's hilarious. Um. So, but I did see all this stuff about Lamelo, and. Lamelo not you know saying that it's no big deal basically I'm paraphrasing um, that he told Dave McMinniman asked him the question of what it would be like to kind of play against the Lakers and LeBron and whatnot he's like nah I don't really see it like that I don't look at basketball that way like you know I just you know it's just like basically saying it's another game I liked it I like that the young man kind of looks at it that way I think that the young man says to himself like hey I, you know it's a basketball game I'm I'm cool with just playing basketball and trying to win the game like. I don't know why people are taking that and making it a negative. I actually view it as a positive. Be like saying to a young player who's an up-and-coming superstar, take Fernando Tatis Jr., hey, today you're going to face Clayton Kershaw for the first time in your career. Do you really feel like that's a special moment for you? Do you have to step out of the batter's box and really take in the moment and be conscious of what's going on? And it's like, um, no, I'm 19 or 20 or 21, and I'm trying to win a game. And, you know, I've kind of been in the spotlight for a really long time. And maybe I don't look at LeBron. I don't idolize him the way you might think I should. And so I think this thing's getting a little blown out of proportion. I agree. Next topic. There you go. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, LeVar made an appearance today on Mason Ireland. Did he say anything interesting, Greg? I don't know if you heard. Did you hear? I didn't get a chance to hear it, so that's why. Uh, no, I mean, he talked about whether uh, LaMelo goes and talks to Michael Jordan. I think we have the sound for that. Oh, yeah? I'd love to hear that. that. I feel like this is going to be a classic LeVarism here. Let me hear it. How often does he seek out advice from Michael Jordan? Yeah. Never. Never? Why? Come <laughs> on. What? What advice he going to give me? You, you tell me what advice he going to give me. What? It's Michael Jordan, LeVar. What are you talking about? Okay. Hey, do you ever have milk in your refrigerator, man? Yeah. And when the damn thing expires, I hope you throw it away. Oh. God damn it. When the last time you won a championship and the game has changed, what you going to tell him? You, you cannot be. You tell him. You cannot change everything. You cannot be serious. If he had, if he had to say so, to say, yo, this is what you do to get better. The Charlotte Hornets been a, around a long time before my son got there. Tell some of them guys so you can win. Don't waste to tell my boy. Get the news to these other guys. And y'all want to, and, and you guys want to talk about Lamelo's comments. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, really. Yeah. That's it's coming from that, and you're wondering yeah. how come Lamelo won't say, "Oh my God, LeBron is a legend." I I missed him so much. <laughs> oh my God, I, I mi- thought that was great. I missed him so much. I I I'm I'm annoyed because I wanted him to talk to us. Um, because it's we Greg's talked fault, about it on the air the other so day, you know. and I know Mason listens to the show, and I know you stole this from our idea, Mason. No, it's, it's Greg's did. fault, though. I got to put it the on alliance, Greg. Come on. Is, the alliance is over. It's broken. Come on, Bergman. It, Bergman, it come is on, Greg's fault. I'll own it. Totally fine. Come on, Absolutely. Bergman. I don't Bergman want him on the air. Was, I don't want like, him on our show. I don't want I'm him on Mason Kaplan Island's on show. One. I don't want him yeah. on, period. Yeah, he didn't want him on. Uh, he didn't I mean, want I, him on. I'm, I'm I indifferent. That. I'm, I'm indifferent it. because I at the end of the day. LZ, it, come on. You didn't, you had to admit you laughed at what he said, what he said, though. Come on. I mean, yeah, I laughed at it, but you can't do nothing with it. You can't talk about it afterwards. You can't really, you know what I'm saying? Because it's so ridiculous. But it's that, funny. Yeah, it's a drop. It's entertainment. It's, it's, yeah, and yeah, it's a proper yeah. drop, but we we yeah. can't use it to discuss anything. No, that's the, no, that's, but it's just sometimes it's just that. Like it doesn't need to be something to discuss. Sometimes it can just be, man, that's funny. You know? Yeah, and we got it. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm with Greg with this. We got what we needed. We got the jokes. <laughs> yep. Without uh, none of the icky, you know, parts. 
Okay. Um, Fine. Okay, so so what, what, let me throw this at you. What if he's right, though? Like, come on. I mean, MJ the player, yeah, man. I mean, I think that was Michael's question. Like, do you does he seek him out as the player? Like, talk to me, man. Mentor me. And then LeVar turned it into the, the Charlotte's terrible, and he doesn't – what's he going to talk to him about? Thing is, is that if he was saying this stuff about the Lakers, it goes viral, and you're saying it about Michael Jordan, but it's only Charlotte, so it's not going as viral. And I well, what are you talking works. about? We're talking about it right now. We're in Los Angeles. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So I'm, saying <laughs> I'm saying nationally. We are. This is nationally. It happened way over there, and we're talking about it way over here. Yeah. So, I mean, it was still registered. It's just I think what's really happening, Cap, is that people get the bit and they're no longer interested in right, supplying the right. oxygen for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very funny because I got to just tell you, like, I'm me. I'm an oxygen supplier. I admit it. He, you, he got you. He gave I like you, it. He, I you, think you, he's you took funny. the whole tank. I think it's, he's it's, funny. Oh, no, I agree. I think he's hilarious. I missed hearing his voice, like, just now. It made me it made me long for the days when he used to come in studio with me and LZ and Key. Like, those, those were fun days. That's, I mean, he'd be in. The, he gave us shirts. Remember that, LZ? No, no, no. He, no, gave us shirts and, and promised key shoes and and the and, whole yeah, nine. Yeah, the keys. They never got the shoes. Yeah, I think Marcella's got some shoes. And <laughs> I was Team Lavar early on because yeah, I thought yeah. the things he was saying initially were right. really spot on. Yes, and they were yeah, very no, but, tied. And they were right. tied to the questions that I asked Jay Billets earlier, which is about the equity of NCAA and, and the yeah, players yeah. and the image right. and the whole nine. So he was kicking it real knowledge. But it, what happened was he got seduced. Mm-hmm. with the inflammatory comments because people started to book them more. The and and yeah. the reason why, as I said, Cap, the reason why it's dying on a vine is because we get the joke and we're waiting yeah. for the new one and he hasn't presented us with one yet. Yeah, I understand. It's still, he's I, on I, reruns for I, sure. I, I don't think there's saying, any doubt about that. Guilty as charged, LZ. Guilty as charged. No, that's fine. He's Everybody, a sensationalist listen. and I love it. Everybody, listen, everybody's got that side. You know, there's some things that we all, some, you know, I love the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I watch that show every day, every time it's on because it's scandalous and I love it. Uh, you know, I don't like any of the other housewife shows. I think they all like stink. like the Jersey after. girls? You don't like Jersey? No, those, the rest no. of them stink. They're boring. They make me fall asleep. But Atlanta, those are my girls. Mm. All right. The coverage of ESPN LA 710 here is brought to you by Santa Monica Lincoln, your Los Angeles Lincoln dealership for sales and service. All right, coming up next in two and a half minutes, we've got big deal or no deal to end the show. Uh, Lakers Hornets tonight, Sliwa and Michael will have your pregame coming up in 15 minutes or so. But first, Kiki with traffic. What's up, Kiki? Gosh, it's so busy. This time I'm going to go to uh, Santa Fe Springs, George, 605 Northbound at Slauson Avenue. Crash blacks at Carpool Lane. Traffic is slow from Rosecrans Avenue. This report sponsored by AIS Insurance. In just five minutes, AISinsurance.com can find you auto insurance savings you never knew existed. Car insurance savings is just five minutes away at AISinsurance.com. I'm Kiki with your traffic, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, LZ, we're going to start with you today. And so the first one is a worker in Georgia gave his two-week notice from a luxury auto repair shop after eight years. His employer was so mad that he quit that he gave the workers full $915 worth of, fi- of his final paycheck in pennies. LZ? 
Is this big deal or no deal? That's a big deal, man. Because you know society is coming back when we start acting petty. Yeah. And now we have the luxury of being petty. I feel good about the vaccination, about reopening. Because once we reopen petty, everything else is flooding in. Big deal. Wow, $900 in pennies, huh? Were they wrapped pennies or were they loose pennies? And then what receptacle were these pennies in? Oh, man, that is terrible. I wouldn't put them in a receptacle, though. Like, that takes too long. Just put them in a bag, you know what I mean? What do you do with those? You know, like, you ever been in the grocery store and you see they've got that machine where the machine. you dump change yes. in? Yeah. And then it, mm-hmm. and then you, it gives you a, a like, a, a receipt. Dollars. And then, you, and then yeah. you go over to the cashier and they're like, hey, yeah. can I get the money? $900 in pennies. How many pennies is that? I got to do the math. That's hard for me. Nine, uh, so nine, nine thousand okay, so. one hundred and fifty. Thank you. Yeah. Couldn't do it that fast. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, I also think big deal. Yeah. Cause I'm, I, you know, I'm with both guys. There's not really much to add here. They've both kind of nailed it. What's next, Greg. All right, George, the FCC received 80 complaints from angry viewers over Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B's performance. <laughs> I told you people would get annoyed, like upset about it, which I, I, which I love. I love every second of all those people that got upset. But go ahead. How many complaints? 80 complaints. That's it? Over, and Cardi B's performance of WAP at the uh, Grammys. So, George, is this a big deal or no deal? I mean, it's not a big deal. It's actually uh, eighty is kind of low. I expected I'm more. Uh, I'm actually disappointed that it's not more. Right, mostly 80, because I, mostly because I want uh, I, I I want those people who get annoyed by this to not be in my life, um, <laughs> because that's just the reality of it. I love freedom of expression. I love people that push the envelope. I'm all in on that. So those eighty people. Uh, I wish it was more, just so I could laugh at them. But oh, uh, you know, I'm laughing at the eighty. So no deal. Yep, I'm on a no deal here, too, and i got to say that I'm really surprised. Like if you would have told me there were 80,000 complaints to the FCC, I'd be like, yeah, because there's some really uptight people out there, you know? But um, what's everybody so, so prude about, right? you got two beautiful women who, by the way, cleaned up the song and the lyrics in the song, and, yeah, there was a whole bunch of really hot stuff happening on that stage. I, for one, freaking loved it. LZ Granderson? Not commenting on eighty people, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm shocked that's even a statistic. So no deal, apparently. All right, Greg, what's next? All right, so Scott, we're going to start with you. Um, the original actors from the Mighty Ducks will be returning to Disney Plus for a special episode oh, of a new. I saw ser- the picture of them, the uh, the adults with uh, Emilio Estevez today. I, yeah. thought, I felt so old when I saw that. Oh, very cool. So I have a new series called Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So, Scott, is this a big deal or no deal? It is no deal, and I want to say oh, to Bob Iger, who is listening this afternoon, who runs all of Disney, don't don't get upset with me. Okay. listen, today's a big day for the company. You know, the the signing of the NFL deal with all the television networks and what ESPN has been able to accomplish and ESPN Plus and streaming. That's a big deal. Mighty Ducks, Emilio Estevez. No deal. Okay, so Cap is wrong. Let me explain why. Okay. when executives started noticing the popularity of the Cobra Kai television series, they realized that maybe we don't have to spend so much money to do sequels in a movie theater, maybe we can utilize these streaming services to allow people to have nostalgia via these television series. 
So now you see the Mighty Ducks. So now you need to start thinking about all the popular movies that really touched us about coming of age and ask yourself, what can come back? Because we also know the Wonder Years are doing something very similar. So while on this phase in a vacuum, I can see why Cap would have that rationale. If you string together what is happening in terms of a trend, you see we are barreling towards a nostalgic period in streaming services with all the movies we grew up with, if you're Gen Xers, coming back to life either with repurposed characters or older characters as a where are you now sort of thing. So you mentioned the Wonder Years, by the way. You know the big brother, Jason Hervey? Remember him? Mm-hmm. He beat me up one day. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, the guy told me he was going to help me learn, like, professional wrestling moves. So we get into the ring, and I'm thinking he's going to let me body slam him and stuff. He wound up beating the crap out of me for, like, an hour. Because he's like, no, 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 this is your first time in the ring. I'm showing you how to do the moves. You don't show me. It's like I was okay. in a car accident for a week. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you kind of fell into that one. And I blame Howie Newchow. Shout out, Howie. You know who you are. Okay. Shout out Thank to you. Howie. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you did fall into that trap, though. I would never have agreed to something like that. Uh, all right. Uh, I will go uh, big deal because content is king, man. And look, that's a movie that is beloved. I don't think there's any question about it. So, uh, to Elsie's point, I think that if you can extrapolate that out into um, – more content, then I think you should, you know, pull it off. All right, what's next? Okay, so there's a documentary on Netflix right now called The Last Blockbuster, and it's about the last blockbuster video. Um, so oh. if you may, is that the one in Alaska? Uh, I believe so. I haven't watched it yet, but okay. I, I'm going to. But if you remember, Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix and turned mm-hmm. it down. So now to have this. The last blockbuster on Netflix is this a this is a blatant troll job. So George, is this blatant troll job by Netflix a big deal or no deal? Oh, I, I think it's a big deal because I just think it's funny. You know what I'm saying? But like, I guess in the grand scheme, it's not a big deal. But I think so because again, I'm in for the joke, uh, and I think that they clearly are in on the joke too. Uh, so I think it's great. So I'm gonna go big deal. I'm going to jump in and say no deal because I actually find this to be somewhat interesting. Like the collapse of one side of the industry with the simultaneous build of another side of the industry. This is how we used to get movies. Can you believe it, kids? We used to go to the store, rent a movie, VHS tape. By the way, they would charge us if we didn't rewind it. Can you believe it? What does rewinding it mean? Yeah. My God, that's right. They did charge you extra if you didn't rewind it. Jerks. Yeah, I'm going to say it is a big deal only in the sense that it's good to remember these lessons. Mm -hmm. That if you're not nimble, you can get left behind. And I remember when I was a cub reporter gentleman and wanting to write for the internet. It was called the World Wide Web back in the day. Mm -hmm. Right. And my boss told me that the internet wasn't going to last and that I shouldn't think about doing that kind of work <laughs> for too long. And it was in that moment, I kid you not, it was in that moment, I was sitting in his office because I was thinking about taking a job somewhere and he says, what can I do? And I told him and I, he said, the internet, that's not going to last. And it was in that moment I knew I needed to get the hell out because he didn't know what was coming. Right. Fast forward to today, the newspaper's no longer there, the building's been torn down, and guess where I'm at? I'm on the internet. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is why I like stories like these, particularly about media. I know not everybody loves this kind of stuff. I'm a little bit of a media dork like this, but I love to read and hear about stories about these kinds of businesses that were so successful, but the world changed so dramatically. This is the new version. Let's look at the history lesson of it all. I find it fascinating stuff. Yeah, I do too. I love that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, to both your points, right? Lesson learned, um, you know? Lesson learned. No, I, I will say too, though, George, that if you remember in Captain Marvel, when she crashed into the blockbuster, yeah, it was met with an affinity. Yeah, I've seen the movie like four or five times in the theater, and each time people felt good when they saw the, the last saw the blockbuster. <laughs> right. So I think that's also a good feeling about it too. Hey, LZ, right. where were you? And what were you doing when that boss told you that? And what year was that? I was a cub reporter. I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And, uh, yeah. What year do you think? 94, 5, 6? Uh, I don't know. No, the I reason I ask is because I'm telling you, man, I mean, when the Internet started, like when I got my first computer, my first PC, and I got AOL, and it dialed in. And that was well, the mid-90s. Kaplan, you were one of the first guys to be doing internet radio. I remember that. That's where yeah. you and I met many, many, many moons ago. You know, yeah. And I think people at that time thought that was crazy. You know? yeah, they, so. were like, they, they were like, you're going to do internet radio. I was like, what is that? And they're like, we're not really sure yet. You're just going to do radio, and then we're going to put it out on the internet. I'm like, right. how? And we, I remember there were like 18 people listening, and we could see their IP addresses. And we're like, hey, <laughs> right. for, for those yeah. of you listening at Oklahoma State, what's up, man? Yeah, it worked out, though. Uh, so anyway, all right, we're done here. LZ Granderson, great work as always. You too, brother. Scott, great work as always. Hey, much love to the entire squad. Uh, great job, Greg. And Curtis in for Laura today. I'll, we, uh, we were happy that uh, we had Curtis to fill in for the great Laura. Laura. Uh, we've got the pregame show. Lakers, Hornets, Sliwa. Michael, and then Michael and John with your call here on the home of your world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, 710 ESPN. Talk to you tomorrow.